Welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this episode, Ryan and Corey talk about how webinars do and don't work in different business scenarios. Interesting topic. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to just chat about webinars in general. And, you know, obviously everybody wants to know whether they work or not. And I want to talk about my theory of why I think they work and why I think they don't work. So it's it, to me, it's situational, probably just like anything else. It's kind of a big maybe, but um, I, I think it's worth digging into. Uh, there's a few different points I wanted to bring up. So um, I figured I'd lead into that. Cool. Yeah. I've got I've got many thoughts. So get me going. Let's where are we where are we headed with this? So let's start with no. Let's start with the no. <laughs> well, let's no. Let's bounce back and forth between yes and no. Let's start with no. Uh-oh. I think if you're in your infancy of your career, that doing a webinar is not a brand or marketing like generating uh, activity. It's an expensive, difficult way to get people to to consume your content. And what we're trying to do is get people to consume content. I know a webinar feels like an event, but it's annoying for people to have to go somewhere these days, even if it's virtually. That's what we're realizing. Now we're realizing that we're commuting virtually. That's something that I think we should stick to. Um, You can't make people commute virtually, just like they don't want to get in their car and drive somewhere. They don't even want to make an extra click anymore. People don't want to give out their email or anything. Now, I'm going to get into why, why, why it does work, but where I say no situationally, first of all, I would say if somebody's just starting, you don't have enough market equity or enough uh, or enough of an audience to make that webinar powerful. How do you feel about that? I don't think anybody has enough of an audience to make a webinar work, period. Cool. Would you watch a webinar if Gary Vaynerchuk did one? Not if you called it a webinar. Right. So that's where I was going to go into my yes. And we'll get there in a second. Let's say he called it whatever he called it, right? Like yes, then go, I would watch it every time. You'll probably go where Gary is. Okay. Yes. That's going to be my point too. So I think if you're if we're leaning towards the yes side, if there's somebody out in LinkedIn world who shares, hey, I'm doing a webinar, everybody goes, love that guy, super excited, whatever he has to say, mm-hmm. you know, that's still brand. So I think brand comes before webinar. Absolutely. And, 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 and the marketing aspect of, of trying to get the information for people. Usually we're trying to get an email, we're trying to get an address, or we're trying to get something, probably not an address from a webinar, let's just call it an email. We're trying to get an email so we can keep talking to people. This is what we do. This is what we're about. And you're still trying to create demand. You're still trying to give value. But you're emailing possibly somebody who was just on Facebook one day, signed up for something, never thought about you again. Now they're getting your emails. They may even open one every once in a while just because they're possibly thinking about unsubscribing. I think it's a lot of non-committal activity that people get excited about in terms of leads when people are when they're just a lot colder than people realize. I think you, there's so many ways we could go down this topic. So I want to try to keep this on. You just you brought up intent right now. So we could go down that road, but let's just rewind a little bit. Like webinars are an old fashioned activity when we lived in a world where there was no on demand. Now on demand is all we do and it's all we expect. And to to rewind to where you said of uh, virtual commuting, to expect someone to set a time on their calendar to attend your event 
um, consistently, I mean, is a lot to ask. And, and we're out here doing this show daily and we might have 15 people on, 22 people on, or four people on. And unless you're doing that consistently, it's very, like to say a webinar at 4.25 p.m. on Tuesday and expect people to be there and not be able to watch it uh, on demand, I think you're uh, you're living in a fantasy world. And I think going back to what you said, why it may not be working is because we're even thinking about it like a webinar. I would think about it like this show, you yeah. know, just like you said, there have been multiple people who have reached out to us who have said, I block off time so I can watch your show. Now I'm sure answering emails, doing other things. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure they're staying productive. Um, and, and of course you want people to consume and block out that time. There's only so much we can ask from people. I'll be literally watching two movies and watching another movie on my phone while I like pull up my laptop. So you can only expect so much from us these days. Mm -hmm. But the idea of trying to bring somebody somewhere and I think do that and say a webinar, that's when I start thinking, let's turn it into, and I actually thought of this because we did a lot of talks with Edward Jones guys. I thought those guys don't have a lot of room for creativity, but webinars and comments are their freedom in my opinion. So I thought, how could you make a webinar different? And that's where I turn it into every Sunday, like make sure you sign up every Sunday night at live, meet me on Zoom TV. And mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about different finance topics, whatever it's well, branded, however you want. It's never recorded. It's never shared. It's only on Zoom. I, I lock it away from the rest of the world and, and, and leave it at that. Share your same content. Obviously, like the other thing is most webinars have a have kind of a structure to them. It's like talk about the stuff that you've done, add some value, call to action at an end. And obviously in the middle there, I think there needs to be a, a lot more value to the end person. I think they're all sales that. activities. If you want to have a webinar, first of all, change it from webinar to live show or live Q&A or something else that's more appealing to the audience. A webinar just says you want someone who you deem to be a smart person to sit here and talk to me on camera. That's, that's what you have told me a webinar is over the last decade plus. So... If you want your webinar to be successful, rename it. Secondarily, involve the audience. That's the number one thing I would do. It's It has to be a back and forth. I mean, you and I see our shows are tremendous when we have engagement. And when we don't, it's it, it drags and it, it yeah, it, it's harder. Uh, so yeah. if you want to carry some sort of a live show, you have to be addressing and talking with your audience, not to them. I agree. So is there not a circumstance where you think a webinar works? Because like I said, I think if you label it correctly, I think the con I think the idea of a webinar is still the same. Um, you know, every I think, I don't know, all content is kind of meshing. It just depends how you label it. And I'll jump in with a comment from Jonathan. Uh, talked yeah. at versus talked with. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. Um, so if you had to do webinars, let's give value to somebody who's either already doing it or, well, I guess maybe your advice would be stop doing that. <laughs> Let's pretend no, you can. What would, I would your advice be to improve a webinar? I would structure it as a live show, you know, playing within the boundaries of my firm. If I have to call it a webinar, I will do that. But guys, I'm going live Thursday afternoon. On Thursday, what we're going to talk about is the five most common things that I'm hearing from clients as we end 2020 and head into the new year. Get your questions. I'd be happy to answer them live. I'm excited to talk about this stuff. And then I would do the same thing the following week. And then the same thing the following week or every Tuesday and Thursday. And then I would start to make that my thing. And if I don't have people joining me live, that's okay. I would be rhetorically answering questions that my clients and prospects ask me. And now here's something that we actually did that I'll give people action. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Stealth Seminar. Have you ever heard of that? No. I'm sure they're all the same, right? It's a seminar that just basically 
it's all it's all automated. And this is completely against usually what we're talking about, but I just want to give some context to what I've what I've tried. And this was back in 2016, I believe. And we spent about four thousand dollars on Facebook and ended up getting one client. And I think one new relationship, I should say. And I and I um um I think we obviously could have done, you know, changed a few things. Um we were selling it was social security. So I think we could have, you know, changed the idea of it, made it a little more fun, but we spent about four thousand to to create that to get like one person to end up working with us that actually made us break even. And what we did was we created the, the social security seminar. And whenever you would sign up, Stealth Seminar had it. So you could do the same on what, Tuesday at like 11, Thursday at seven, but then there would conveniently be one in five or 10 minutes. So you could click that one or, or there'd be one right now. There's actually a webinar starting right now and you go, oh, I'll click that one and you watch it. So it's basically a VSL, I guess they call it. So it's letter. recorded. Yeah, it's recorded. So it's basically a video sales letter mocking a, a seminar in a way or or mocking the webinar type, but giving it to you right now and saying, oh, by the way, we're doing one in the next next 30 minutes. So, so it's playing on it's a it's playing on someone their time like, oh, I just happened to be there at the right time. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean again, people watch it. Whether they know it's live or not, um, I don't know. They tell you to do little things like you're starting, you take a little sip of water, you know, things that like, I, I think what I didn't like is the idea of making it look fake. I would have been the one to be like, Hey, this is recorded, but anyway, let's get going. Like, or something like that, you know, play into what's really going on. Mm -hmm. But I think the fakeness behind is what I didn't like, but the idea did seem to cause, you know, some activity, but that's where I go back to. If you don't have demand, which we had none, we had no presence, nothing. You're going to have to spend a lot of money testing, trying, doing different things. And I just think it's an expensive way to try to build the demand that you're looking for, possibly getting somewhere else. So I'd be interested from anybody in the comments, and I'll read your, um, I'll read your comment in a second, Jonathan. But I'd like to know how this is actually working for people. Is there anybody doing webinars consistently, and how do you structure it to actually get people to sign up? Um, and, and you know, I don't know. So what do you think? I, I uh, uh, another thing I wanted to go on a topic. At least I'll leave you with is doing webinars for um, your current relationships. I think yep. that's a huge, that would be to me, you get you know 50% of your people signing up. Um, I, I almost create that like a client event. Oh, I absolutely. You know? I, I love that on a quarterly basis, state of the union, let's get together. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Look, I, um, I think there's just these lazy, I don't, I don't want to say that they're lazy, but I think, some of these outdated sales tactics have way beyond jumped the shark in terms of their effectiveness and corporate is hanging on to them. And that's kind of that all trickles down and bleeds down into the world that we're living in. Like when Vanguard and BlackRock and all the top 20 are doing these things, it kind of filters its way down to us. And we think that's what we should be doing. And, and in fact, that's the opposite and not the case. Yep. Um, and let me throw in Jonathan's comment because, uh, and I'll try to summarize it for you guys. Um, uh, says that webinars are too long. They're an hour or so, and it's just too much. I agree with that, especially with the shorter attention spans. Um, think you can do it in about 20 minutes. No need to spew a bunch of fluff. I agree with that. 
That's the part I agree with, Jonathan. And I think maybe that's why webinars stopped working or didn't feel as well. I think if I can feel the cadence when I jump on one, I know, like I said, I know the sales cadence. I just spoke it. It's, it's you talk for almost 10 minutes about, sometimes they're even bringing on a guest and I hear five or 10 minutes about what this guy does. And I'm like, holy crap, like, okay. You know what I mean? Like if I'm here, I want to hear something. You know, you don't, you don't need to, to, I don't know, give me the information. It's just, you don't need, you don't need to, you don't need to sell it anymore. Like I'm here. You know, so less is more. I think yeah. there's a lot of people think we're putting this event on. I have to get everything out. It's like when people put an email together, they it goes on and on and on. And there's different topics that they're covering. Like, just get your poignant message to your audience and then let it breathe and let it live. Yep. Um, so I, I've heard from people that there are webinars working. I always I always hear about it and don't know the direct person who can give me the specific of how it's working. And that's the, that's the thing I want to make sure of. I, I steer, like, that's why I say everything works. I mean, you're going to meet a guy. I, I, I remember a story a few years ago of a guy who went around door knocking and he made $3 million in his first year, which is pretty unheard of for, uh, for AUM, for somebody just going, starting on their own, especially doing door knocking, just walking door to door for somebody to be able to like collect assets like that. Obviously he's a good guy. He's probably very friendly. And even as pissed off as you are is answering he can get through that with his whatever he is with his personality, and maybe not everybody has that. And that's probably what also makes somebody's webinar better. It's just that they're better at. It. I think there is a skill thing, um, but for most people, for most situations, I would say unless you have a brand built or some money to spend, I just don't think it's going to make the impact that you hope it makes. And Jonathan, you mentioned making the webinar shorter. Let me know if you did that and that led to more success. If you started with sixty and you realize this is just you know a waste, but I do realize that. Uh, most webinars are fluff and sales letters, and that's why I don't really do them. But again, if there was somebody I was interested in, like Chris Walker, you know, if he did a, even if he was doing a SaaS marketing webinar, I might check that out. Like, I'm not going to understand some of the lingo, but the, some of the lingo, but the the brands he built, you know, really resonates with me, and I might just catch a gem out of it. And maybe that's how people feel about you. But again, that had nothing to do with the webinar, and way more about had to do with who he is as a person. I think you'd be more apt to jump on with him if it's I'm going to jump on live and share with you guys some things that have been going on in my world that we've had so much success with. And I'm happy to take and answer questions that you may have. Yeah. That message is going to be like, I, this is I have an opportunity to ask this person who I look up to and I want to work with questions and get my questions answered. Uh, if Chris Walker says the same thing and gets up there and puts up a guest in front of you that's in his world but you don't know that guest you're already tuning out. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. Of course it's like, it depends how it is. And I guess the point I would, I would going back to not to harp on is the fact that he's built such a brand. I'd go to a webinar, but he never would have gotten my attention if he would have just done webinars. I think that's the point. So absolutely, it, maybe not all or nothing. Um, but you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's not, it's not the cure all. Uh, I think like, like a lot of people think it is. So I don't know. Let me know how it works. I want more. I want more answers from people. I want more results because otherwise we're just talking. We've had lack, lackluster results, and I talk to a lot of people who don't have them directly. So I'm just looking for information of people who are being successful with it. You know, I, like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to say that what things necessarily work. I don't want to be right. I want to find right. That's what we always talk about. So let's stick with that and let's keep getting more information. If anybody has anything to share that can let me know otherwise, but I always hear that it's just an expensive venture that doesn't lead far because what happens is you're, you're so optimistic 
about your webinar, even if you're, th- you're saying to yourself, even if people don't show up, they can still watch it later. You know what I mean? And that is a conversation that I think is wrong. I don't think people are doing that. And the data will show you that when you see that they're not clicking the email, they, they, you had the 15 minutes before the webinar, the webinar was there, they didn't show up, but they sent it. They, they didn't see it afterwards. Um, I, I just think it depends. I just, I just think that will show itself uh, eventually. And yeah, I, I mean, I it is an activity conversation. I think you want to take advantage of activity. If, if it's something you believe in and want to do, do it. If you have the time afterwards, clip it up and find some clips out of it that you think you could, uh, that are evergreen and they can live on. There's something that, that comes to mind as I'm thinking this through. Now, if you want to be providing value to people, it might be worthwhile to bring on a guest. And some of the uh, wholesale companies that you may be working with are working with third parties uh, that have folks who are very in tune and can talk intellectually to your clients about aging and things they need to consider. Or you may have someone who is a social security expert who used to work with the Fed or currently does, who may be able to articulate a topic in such a way that you can't. And that would bring value to your audience. Maybe they don't just want to hear you for 45 minutes. Maybe they want to hear you for 10 and a, a an, an expert in another area for, for the remainder. Yeah. And here's John, uh, jump it back in. John, Jonathan, um, I am not doing webinars yet. Going to be starting in 2021, but I am doing that with my podcast. Well, that's good. See, I also like that, that you're doing a podcast. That's something I really push. And that's something that I'd say. That's something that I always say. You know, um, I, love like, and I would say to John, you're doing a webinar. Let's say you're spending $1,000 a month on your webinar. I wonder what would happen to your business if you spent $1,000 promoting your podcast. Why would you spend 1000 bucks on a webinar? I'm just okay. throwing out numbers. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just allocating dollars. I'm just saying, I wonder what would happen. And that to me yeah. is my, is my thought process is I wonder, are you just doing your podcast? Do you promote it? You know, what, what, what does webinar is going to get you that maybe your podcast doesn't, or that your, that your content on LinkedIn doesn't. Um, and I wonder, I wonder how you could, could work on that. that that's just all I think about. Um, so keep us updated. I'm super interested to see how it yeah. does. I hope it works for you. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll join one for sure so I can watch it. I'm excited. I, I like the idea of the 20 or 30 minutes of being shorter. Um, I'll be excited to see how you present it and see how you title it, especially to see the results that come out of it. You know, I, John, I, John's I, comment brings me back to a conversation we had with a client last week and not specifically his comment, but just the tone and tenor of the conversation. Again, I continue to harp this. I feel like there are, like especially going into the new year, advisors are going to be faced with so many... like. I want to be more active in my marketing. Where do I start? And and the conversation we had last week with our client is like, they have all these ideas and we, and, and the beauty of our service and talking to them is kind of honing in on where they need to be focused. Like webinar, podcast, video, creative, print, uh, advertising, social media. Like there's so many things you could be doing and there's only so much time in the day. And it's, we we have to, I, I really fear that advisors get so overwhelmed that it, the whole thing collapses in mid-February. And it's like, I don't know, I'll try it, you know. I, yeah. I, I spend. But, and that's why it's like, I hate to say the the, the hokey part of, uh, you know, I need to find out more about your business. It's kind of like when you're throwing out financial planning advice, like we always go back to. But when I talk to people, sometimes they give me something in their situation where I'd say, oh, okay, you want a blanket statement? Text, LinkedIn posts, and podcast. That's what I would say. If you can only do two things, do as much text, LinkedIn post, just because it goes further, right? We're being blank and I'm not talking about talent, whether you're good on video, forget the editing, forget all that stuff. Anybody can write, 
So mm -hmm. text LinkedIn posts and podcasts if you're looking for two things to do. If you can't do the podcast, text text LinkedIn posts and work your way on figuring out how to speak to people in those posts. And that takes time and effort, but focus that your time on there and just do that. How many? As many as you can do. If you need a number, do one a day. If you can't do that, do three a week, you know, then back out from there. My but, favorite part about what we do, Ryan, is when someone throws something out there, they're doing three things. And then we ask and they're like two of the things they hate doing. Like I'm writing blog posts. Like, do you like it? Like, no. <laughs> Why are you doing yeah. it? Right. And that's where it comes into blanket information. And then they're like, well, I don't like writing, but I'm really good at speaking. And I'm like, now you double, triple down on your podcast mm -hmm. and you and you start leaning into that. You bring in more guests. You you add as much value through that channel as you can. You make it as fun as you can because you enjoy it. And that will get better over time because you like it. Like that's how that's how the marketing, I think the demand gets created the most is because you see somebody actually enjoy something. So it gets better. Yep. Uh, and then if you're doing something you don't like, it's just hard to improve. It's something you hate. It just is. So um, same way that all you guys out there get people motivated to build a financial plan and, and get their finances in order. You have to dangle at the end of this whole thing that there's a goal. There's a reason that you're doing all of this. And if you just continue to beat people over the head with you have to get your finances in order. You need a financial plan. It makes the most sense. That doesn't always work. You have to maybe explain to people why they're doing this in the first place. And that's really I mean, that's kind of the meta thing that Emco Advisors does is. Yeah, you need to be more active in marketing. You need to do more marketing, more activity, more, more, more. Well, there's a reason that we're telling you to do more. And then there's a way to do it. Like it fits specifically within you, your personality, your business and, and your clientele and your niche. Like we, we dig down just like you do. Yeah. And I know that gets annoying. Like, like everybody just says do more. It's like, well, duh, if I knew what yeah. to do, that would work. I would be doing it. And it was like, well, I can't always quantify something for you in the same way. I can't promise results in your financial plan, but I can tell you if you do these tasks, you should end up here. You know, um, it's not it's not always guaranteed, but it's but it's more about creating your creating your new daily marketing habits that lead to demand or lead to you building on itself. You know, in the same way that when you put that put that plan together, there's a few actionable things you have to do to keep going to make it to make it actually come to life. So and that comes digging down that comes figuring out the intricacies of what's going on. That's obviously when you get into strategy, um, you know, because if somebody had, if somebody had like, you know, one Roth IRA and they were 25 and obviously somebody else was 25, but they were already at the executive level and they had a bunch of company stock, what I would tell them to do would be two completely different things, regardless of the fact that they're both 25 years old. So it still is a, it's a conversation about figuring out where you are and, you know, how to make the most out of your situation. Yep. Agreed. Cool. Tomorrow, uh, pivoting. <laughs> Corey just sent me a message and it popped up on the side. Um, so that's why I threw it in. Tomorrow we're going to talk about what What do you want to talk about with pivoting? Um, I think we get, we lock in an idea and we kind of run with it potentially too long and uh, or, or we're stubborn about it or, or like the world's moving quickly and, and yeah. the adaptation of that needs to match. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We'll get into it tomorrow. Talk about pivoting, changing your mind. And uh, that's tough when to stop doing something. That is tough. Save it. I'll be excited. Yeah. Let's not get into it now. We're going to create a whole nother show. Thanks for <laughs> jumping in, guys, and being here. All you guys who block out time for us. Can't believe you do that. It's more, I'm, I appreciate it more than you know. Um, obviously, I hope, I always hope that's what the show would be, that people would actually like it. Uh, but you guys got to get back to work. You guys actually got to go do something. You have clients. So, Go, uh, go, go make a phone call or, you know, tell somebody the market's doing well. Um, 
Or send them a happy holidays, Merry I think Christmas. It's actually crap today. Yeah. It's looking a little crap today. That's not terrible. Whatever. It's market. So again, thank you guys for being here. Appreciate it. Tomorrow we're going to talk about pivoting, changing your mind. We're excited to see you uh, at 930. Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show. We hope that you find value in MCO Advisors. You finding success means everything to us. If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating. Thank you all. Talk soon.